Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Monday, everybody. Titans' first preseason game is in the books. They won 23-3 in Atlanta. And, Blaine, I always like to talk to you. Not after you've watched the, I like. Well, let me, let me not say anything. I always like talking to you. But especially after you've watched a game a second time, because then, because I was asking you, what are you looking at more the second time? You said, then I'm looking more at individuals, not so much the team, but I'm watching one guy here, one guy there. So I always like to get your impressions. But I'll say this, just from, I, I've seen most of the game twice now, and I liked it even better the second time when I went back and watched the Titans' defense just manhandle them. They just manhandled. There were so many plays. Where when the quarterback caught the snap, there was a dude in his face, or he was already running. Or their running back was getting—I mean—blown <laughs> up. Well, I felt bad for that uh, that Duke Huntley, uh, that guy kid from Ball State. Uh, he looks like he, he's got a good shot of making the roster, but man, that I would not have wanted to be running behind that offensive line going against that line. Just think—I uh, think only Tart was supposedly a starter. The other guy, Simmons, and. And Autry weren't out there, as well as Landry and Bud Dupree. I really was thoroughly impressed with just uh, the physicality uh, of the defensive line just playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage throughout. It didn't matter who was in there, not only for the Titans, it didn't matter who was in there for the Falcons. Uh, so all you can do is go against the guy that's across from you, and they that was consistent throughout. I thought offensively it was up and down. Uh, so, you know, but they still did fairly well. You wanted to see them do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, cause the Falcons at times show flashes, but it'll always be like one guy getting into the backfield on a, you know, on a solo play. Right. Uh, wasn't everybody in the backfield. Uh, so yeah, you know, Hey, you know, I'm disappointed. Evans got uh, hurt there. Darrington Evans. So with, you know, non-contact as coach McDowell, that was disappointing. Uh, they got they went three and out on defense <laughs> of the first drive, so that was eh, hoo, yay. Uh, Chester Rogers, uh, your man Kinsley, they kind of stood out. Uh, punt return and uh, Batson, you know, so they're they're fighting the back end, and then you don't you don't seem to seem to see the fight from Fitz Patrick. Like I would have been perturbed, I would have been all in Matt Barkley's ear. Like, hey man, throw me the rock, bro. I got to do something. This is my time. Yeah, you got to give me the rock. So. Uh, Tucker McCann getting injured. Oh, man, the, the long interception was really athletic. Great zone turn, mm-hmm. anticip- in, you know, anticipating the throw and then understand, understanding the, the route recognition. That was really good. Uh, I, I liked him. I liked him last year. Uh, I, I, I thought he should have been the first linebacker off the bench when there was some injuries. So I, I was a little disappointed. I don't know what they saw, but this guy can run around and play. And then they always kept saying, oh, yeah, he, you know, he comes up on play-action pass, but he still can move quickly and recover. He has that kind of ability. Uh, so every time they would say that, I would go, well, no, he just didn't cover well there. Right. Uh, you can take a false step and still recover if you understand where you need to be. So third year, he's coming to his own. Uh, he, he looked really, really, really good. I'm hoping Tucker McCann, the kicker, is healthy. He looks like he got rolled up. I'm, I'm sure that ankle's swollen up right now. So we may not get to see him. He seemed like he was in a groove too. It looked like it was easy. Yeah. Like he's been a veteran. Like he, it looked, it looked like he's the guy. But we shall see what, what happens with the injury and then how he comes back from it. Is he got his rhythm back? Just think, if you miss one time, you'll be like, oh, my ankle's not healed. And it starts getting in your head. You're already starting to play this out. So he should be already playing it throughout his head. 
before it even gets to that. That's how you stay ahead of it mentally as an athlete. Uh, so, you know, in Woodside, uh, I'm starting to feel a little more calm. I know it's preseason that he's going to be the guy. The only way you're going to get a guy to come in here to beat him is they got to have to have a big arm and they also can pick up the system fast. Mm-hmm. That, that's only because Kaiser had a big arm, but for whatever reason, he was inaccurate. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe that's, that's his whole stick. But man, are you not working with a quarterback's coach to work on your actually at least have a, a, a job in the NFL as a backup? You talking about the best job in America? Yeah. Backup quarterback. All you got to do is play now in a preseason game for like a quarter and a half through three games. Man, you can make millions. Yeah, so, man, he needs to, you know, ask A.J. McCarron. He didn't He didn't look that great. He was out there with a horrible offensive line. He still, at times, still didn't look great at all, even on some of the throws. So, yeah, I, I think he can make a, a lot of dough. So we shall see where we go with the back quarterback. Well, right now, nobody can beat out my man Woodside. Yeah, got to like it. I think he's a little more mobile. I, we hadn't seen him in over a year. Oh, yeah, he was mobile. He was he's pretty much. He, he I mean, around. Why do, why do people keep saying he's not mobile? I, I don't know. Because he I, moves I around pretty good. He, yeah, I don't know where that, that came about. I've never said that. I, I've heard people say that he's not that mobile. I, no. A guy of his size, he better be mobile. Oh, yeah. That's what I would say. 6'2-ish, you mm-hmm. got to be able to run. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he's got enough scrambleability to get outside the pocket and make some throws. Is he Tannehill? No. But that's not that's why he's the backup. Two sacks he took, what, first two drives he got sacked on, on third down on both of those drives that then ended the well, drive. What was the blitz the blitz up the middle? Yeah. Oh my. That was a yeah. you felt like Dean Pease knew the protections case. Like uh, yeah. hey, you come laid down in the box on the outside and loop around to the A gap right where the center be, and you're coming smooth sailing. <laughs> so just think of me about how you want to hit the quarterback, make sure you don't get a penalty. They didn't get any penalties, but he got crushed on one of those deals. That was just, oh, watch out. And you're not saying watch out. You're saying watch the bleep, bleep, bleep out. Yeah, (laughs) he took some big hits. Now, like you said, he may play the rest of the season and not get any more hits after preseason because it's the best job in America. But that rascal took some punishment in the game. Is Is there more he can do to just get rid of the ball, to call a protection, to help protect himself better, Maybe we're well, all those things. There's yeah. nothing, not one thing. I mean, he definitely can go through his progression reads. He held on the ball a couple times. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he, he probably messed up on some of the blocking schemes. Him working with the center, that you should never walk out of a game and feel like you're satisfied ever. Listen to this, kids. Ever, you can say, "Oh, I can deal with that and I can live with that," but you should never be satisfied. If you do, that's the time that you're going to be done because mm-hmm. it should never happen. Not in an NFL game. And it just, you know, uh, yeah, I tried to play a perfect game, and it just it was never going to happen. I could have one bad play or one play that I thought I could have bad, done better, and it just it won't happen. You, you strive for perfection, knowing in reality you'll never be perfect in sports. It's impossible unless, you know, unless you're putting on one of those uh, yellow jackets. <laughs> even those, hey, I bet even yeah, those guys would oh, say, absolutely. hey, man, yeah, I yeah. never played a perfect game. You know, even yeah, those guys know. would tell you they know. They know. Uh, John Michael asked in the chat earlier, what did you guys think about the play calls by the new OC? Uh, you know, it, it was interesting because we kept, they kept showing him on the sideline. And he looked like he was real calm. Uh, it's really hard to critique 
a preseason game on calls. I thought they were okay, mm-hmm. uh, but it's about what you're trying to accomplish as a coach, right? The coaching staff. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish on offense uh, besides being who they are. Let's show our physicality. Let's show we can run the football. Let's get him outside the pocket. Let's get him comfortable and get him some short throws and then let him play uh, and see how he handles, you know, the adversity that happens within a play. So it's really hard to critique, you know, the play call. And, I mean, I mean, does it really matter? You really want to see what players can do. So you want something very simple and let guys just play and play fast mm-hmm. and see what you got. Well, the first field goal that McCann kicked after the Rodgers punt return, they called three runs there. Yeah. And the third, the third well, down play was third. People were intentionally Nader. saying they were doing it just to get a field goal. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You could really say, well, he was – the coach said, I want to kick a field goal here. Right. I want to test it out. So that's why I said it's hard to judge. It was intentionally done. You could see that was pretty clear. Yep. So, in a real game, they wouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, no. They would have been chucking that rascal in the yeah. end zone. Uh, Logan, speaking of into the end zone, uh, the wheel route to Miller Forrestall, the, the throw by mm-hmm. Barkley was a real nice throw. The dang back shoulder throw to Cam Batson by yeah, Logan Coach Woodside. Mack talking about Coach that. Mack talked about it. He said that's a, what, NFL throw? That was a, that was a dang nice throw there. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's one that you can't defend. Yep. Uh, the back shoulder throw, even to a even smaller receiver who went up and got it. Uh, so, yeah. That's off to uh, the throw because the catch can't happen without a great throw because he was covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, didn't even see him until he jumped up to the ball. I mean, right. the DB was like 6'1", and Batson's, what, 5'8"? Yeah. Or so. so. Or so. Yeah, maybe not quite that, but he's fast. He was quick. And it was funny because they got to show the isolation of him. You know, they showed him on his release. He did a quick jab, step his hand, whoom, he was gone, and then they was neck and neck. Well, in our world, at DB at corner, you even. Guess what you're doing, Mickey? You're leaving. Mm-hmm. It's, you should never be even. You should be on that top shoulder as a DB. That way you can have vision to look back for that back shoulder throw because that's the hardest one, especially in the red zone. Have to be aware. Still hard to stop. Yeah. I, you know, they, they do <laughs> the back shoulder throw. It would be sickening to me as a cornerback because it's like, how am I playing this? I would get my hands and always look back. And then one of the guy just keeps going and they don't throw a back shoulder throw. They throw it over the top. Because they show both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a, that's a tough play there. I, I'd love to ask every DB coach in the NFL how they're teaching their corners to play the back shoulder throw. Well, I'd like to hear it, too, just because yeah, it's fascinating. I, I wish I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll keep this conversation up. We got time in the next segment. We're going to do our Ding Dong of the Week brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Lonzo has weighed in with his. His Ding Dong and mine are the same. We have the same Ding Dong, so we'll share that. We'll share our. Is that what she said? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, we'll share that. Also, if you've got a ding dong of the week, you can tweet us at Blade and Mickey. You can call on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. Also, you just want to weigh in on something you saw Friday night, you can do that too, because we're going to be talking Titans all in the next hour. It's Blaine and Mickey on 1045 The Zone. Oh. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Time now to uh, do our weekly segment known as Ding Dong of the Week. We need like a funny lead into this somehow. I mean, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult is, is fine. But, you know, going from an ominous subject such as not fearing death into a Ding Dong of the Week, a lighthearted segment. That's a nice transition there by Lucas Panzica. 
Mark Spain Real Estate, uh, making it happen. You can go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Also, we like to say, don't be a ding-dong. Use Mark Spain Real Estate. It just seems to tie it all together. Well, first, let's start off. The Titans are having a scrimmage today, right? They are at the stadium. Yeah, at the stadium. And they were not going to do it. Everybody's going, right? I mean, it's going to not rain, is it? Does it matter? Well, yeah, because I'm going. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, you know, if you're a fan, you don't care about rain. <laughs> well, I'm a fan. I, I do care. I don't no. want to, I don't, you know, I may, I may melt. You'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, well, I may melt because I'm out there. I will be giving autographs, too, by the way. Oh, where are so you doing that? Uh, I'm going to come get one. I'm going to be doing it right next to uh, Kevin Byard. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know uh, where they're going to have us set up at yet, actually. Uh, it won't be too close to the field. Maybe out in the concourse. Do you know who else is going to be there? Absolutely. I don't ask questions. The hitman. You just say, what time? Uh, they, Bring me a Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, Josh Corey, man. Make sure. <laughs> yep, yep, I'm good. Yeah. My son has a 23 jersey that we bought him when he was little. My wife bought it several sizes too big. We came in one day in the living room. He was wearing that thing. It fits now. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I he is rocking cool. 23 that's for the cool. Hitman. He needs to wear his Hitman jersey, get it signed by the Hitman. That's pretty sweet. But, yeah, so everybody going out there, you can check him out. Scrimmage it starts at like 435-ish, mm-hmm. uh, so probably more 5-ish. And that way people can uh, get off work and come and check him out. I think that's when warm-up starts, so 5-ish. So they won't be scrimmaging until, you know, 536 and in the COVID times, it, it because nor, normally everybody gets to go out to, you know, St. Thomas Sports Park and watch practice, and you can sit in the bleachers and get your tan out there, but it's all blown up right now. It's going to be amazing when it's all finished, but it's blown up right now. So if you want to see the Titans practice, this is it. This is your chance. That's the only chance. Because they leave out tomorrow for the scrimmage. They do. Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Or are, they leaving, are they leaving tonight? Well, who knows? Uh, maybe tomorrow. Coach Matt came in earlier, and he goes, hey, fellas, I'm normally on with you guys tomorrow. We said, yeah. He goes, I won't be here, so let me just sit on down. And he just sat down and did a oh, segment my. with us. He did a drive-by segment. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll give you our, our ding-dong here in a minute. I'll tell you, Lonzo and I have the same ding-dong. We're currently sharing a ding-dong, so I'll give you that. This is interesting to me. So Blaine is our director of content online. <laughs> That's not funny. You are the director of your director of content. That <laughs> no, has that, to go that, on your title. That is, that is show that, host, director is, of content. That is funny though. Yeah, so you're the director of content. Who would I ever so, thought that I'd be a director of content. I did because you got good content. Yeah. So the hitman is our director of content, also our director of defense here. So he has lots of titles and hats that he wears. Autograph signer today. So he's like, hey, man, let's find out how much of the game people watch or listen to. So he tweeted out, at Blaine and Mickey, by the way, you need to follow us there. If you're not, we don't know what you're doing with your life. And I didn't think about that because I just think, okay, Titans fans are fanatics. They're like me. They watch every last snap of this darn thing. And most of us watch it twice. Yeah, right. Well, well first of all, because we love it, but also because it's we have job. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we watch it twice. But I think most people watch this. This was really surprising to me. And maybe this fits into the Ding Dong of the Week segment. 21.2%. And this is out of... What couple, was the question that was put out there? How much of the Titans' first preseason game did you watch or listen to? Now, not everybody who would answer this, I guess, would be a Titans fan. So if you're a Steelers fan and you follow Blaine and Mickey, you're like, I didn't listen to any of that, and you hit none. But I think most people who'd respond to this are probably a Titans fan. Yes. Because it's hashtag Titans. 21.2% said none. Didn't watch any of the game. Or listen to any of it. Just out of sheer morbid curiosity, if you're interested in this team, how could you, even if you said the only thing I care about is 
who's the backup quarterback? Well, they played the whole game. You could have seen a ton of both of them. Or you're like, I just want to see the draft picks. You could have seen Rashad Weaver show out for a whole game. And all the big dudes, Coley and Tier Tart was up there in people's faces. And you could have seen all that stuff. But you didn't see 21.2% did not watch any of it. That blew my mind. And it and it's still blowing my mind. 31.7%. So well over what 53% basically watched half or less. So 31.7 watched less than half. 22.2% watched more than half. And 25% watched the whole game. Hmm. So basically almost the same number watched all of it as watched none of it. That blows my mind. I wonder if it's because of the, the time on you know, Friday night. Maybe. You could yeah. be a Titan fan and was like, man, I got stuff going on. But yeah. you could always DVR yeah. that rascal. Watch it on Saturday. Well, come back, yeah. Well, that's, that's true. But see, like we're parents. Now, you'd empty nest. You'd go buck wild crazy on a Friday night. Well, I got I, like well, a six-year-old. Well, I, was, I, was, well, I was trying to manage going to a, a surprise birthday party. I know. Party. You had a fun thing planned on Friday night. No, no I didn't. I didn't plan it. I, well, <laughs> I mean, it I got planned and you were invited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, Miss Bullock had a surprise birthday party. Mr. Monday night have a surprise birthday party for his wife. So, yeah, I was trying to make sure I, I left at halftime, and then that way I could see the second half down here in the studio with yours truly, the mixer. That's right, Dr. Smooth, Kevin Dyson. Well, mm-hmm. that's surprising to me because fan is short for fanatic, and most of the time you that's think – a little surprising. I mean, I, I remember going on a vacation one year, and there were two or three couples there, and a friend of mine – <clears throat> something happened. I don't know. I was tied up and I missed a little bit of the game. And so my wife, I came back and I said, tell me everything. And she inventoried everything that had happened in the game up until that time. And the guy said, how in the world could you be this serious about anything? These are preseason games. Mm. And at the time, I think I may have just been part-time on the zone. I mean, this was years ago. Maybe I didn't even work at the zone. I said, I don't know, man. I just want to know who's going to make the team. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I just, I'm interested in it. And he's like, and the second thing is, your wife knows more about this than most. I mean, she was like, okay, this guy had three carries for seven yards, but you know, he got trapped in the backfield. He lost eight yards on one play. I mean, she, she was laying it out. Wow. I mean, she is a big Titans fan, so she was just telling me everything. And the guy's like, I'm just shocked by this for two things. Number one, that you care this much. Number two, just that she probably knows more about it than anybody else in this house because she just laid it out there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like. All the women in my family, except my wife. <laughs> Bunch of them are from Indy, though. You said they've been busting your hump about the Colts for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. They definitely are, are women who know the game for sure. Uh, wife uh, just likes offense and the guys. Oh, they threw the number such and such. He scored. I'm like, okay, but what happened? I don't know. They threw a touchdown to him. <laughs> I said, Thank you for the information. <laughs> I really, truly got a lot out of that. And so, yeah. So your wife and my wife uh, need to get together so she could kind of uh, educate because I'm sure they, you know, talk the same language. Well, I, you know, us men talk a certain language and they, they don't talk the same language as us. You know, you say, yeah, do you, do you want me to do that? And they go, no, which we really mean, we know that means yes. <laughs> so <laughs> about certain things. People are joining the chat. Uh, Nicholas says, I'd love to DVR it, but with social media, you already know the ending by the by the end of the night, so why would you watch? I still want to know how, how it happened, happened, though. Yeah, I do, too. 
not out of curiosity, but if you're just a, a you know casual fan, uh, you know, not a fanatical fan, you just want to know what happened, who did what, and then yeah. you kind of keep it moving. That's kind of you know this younger generation as everything's moved so fast that they're not really sitting down watching a game for let's just say four hours. Oh, that, that, there's no way that's going to happen. No, no how, no way. Not with these youngsters. <laughs> I can get all I need right on my phone. They can even have. They can even watch the game on their phone. Yeah, yeah. How much are they zoomed in on it and doing something else? Nah. Well, that's. It, this goes back to my other previous life of being an athletic administrator for a college, and we were trying to figure out more and more ways to have phone content for people at the stadium. Mm. Like that was my next whole focus. If I mean, I wound up moving here and joining you knuckleheads on the radio. But I told the athletic director at the time, who's Terry Mahodger, is at UCF now. I said, man, I'm going to figure out things we can do to engage people on their phone. Because think about this. At the game, even at the game, at the bought a ticket, sitting in the stadium at the game, you still have to send stuff to people's phone that's interesting to them. Mm. Their phone is so important to them. You have to zap their phone. I said, I'm going to... I mean, I have, I have a whole notebook full of ideas in case I ever get canned here that I can try to get a job again in college athletics. <laughs> so you I mean, moving so to Florida? <laughs> no, they don't need oh, me. Oh, dang, man. I knew you were down there at, at, the, uh, at the Disney, Disney World. Disney World, yeah. For a reason, yeah. Mm-hmm, I, I was down it. there to see Mickey. Um, oh, okay. But I did see some of my buddies down there, uh, just a coincidence. But still, I was trying to think of all these different things and content. Not for the people who missed the game. For the people who are at the game, things that you could send to them or activate on their phone. Well, uh, sports betting, did you have that on your list? No, nope. That was a no-no then, but that's right, a yes-yes exactly. yes everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I probably uh, just updates on the on the uh, stats for me, and then uh, I just want to be able to order my food from my seat yeah. and then just to have them bring it to me. Well, that's, that's it. Everything else, you know, the, the lines and what things you can bet on throughout the game. Uh, maybe I'm not a better, so I just like to know what's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the stats. That's that's really it for me. I'm not, you know, that kind of. I want to watch, get into the game. I want to enjoy it, embrace where you're at. I think that's what this phone has done. You're not embracing where you're at the whole time. No, you're at a concert looking at your phone or yeah. trying to tape everything on your phone, mm-hmm. and you just need to watch it with your eyeballs and listen to it. And I went to a concert, and I taped a little bit of a couple of songs, but I told my daughter, I'm not going to sit here with my phone out all night. I'm just going to watch this thing so I can remember everything about it, you know? But we all want to sit there with our phone and have a grainy. Yeah, we got to record it, man. Re- Come yeah, because we're going to go back and listen to that a thousand times, you know? We're yeah. never going to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Remin- you know, memories, man. <laughs> <laughs> record it with your mind. Yeah. All right, we got to record this ding-dong of the week with our minds here again go to mark spain real markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing so lucas i don't see him because there's six degrees of glass between there he is i see a silhouette of lucas <laughs> let's go with lucas first you, go, you ready lucas or are you, you ready, ready? Are, i'm is always your ding ready. dong ready oh okay, okay. Always yeah, ready. you're always ready for the ding dong there you go i have been on uh, and the whole Aaron Rodgers versus Green Bay Packers thing. I've been on Team Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh! But Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah, is my too. ding dong of the yeah. week. What happened? Whoa. What did he do? This push to get Clay Matthews signed by the Green Bay Packers—that <laughs> it, it's all stemmed from social media. But Randall Cobb put on his Instagram story a picture of Clay Matthews saying, 
Sup, tagging him, asking Sup, Clay Matthews, you know, in his Packers gear. Aaron Rodgers added it to his story, said bring him back. And other Packer players have, have joined in on the fun, like tagging the Packers. You up, Clay Matthews, where you at? And uh, Brian Gutekunst has basically shot it down, saying that that's not a thing right now. There's no motion to sign Clay Matthews. But, I mean, I, I get what Aaron Rodgers, you know, I, I get his gripes with the Packers and his grievances. I like that they signed Randall Cobb, give him that sense of comfort, one of his old weapons. But Clay Matthews is 35 years old. He hasn't played in the NFL in two years. He did have eight sacks in his last year with the Rams, but I think he had three, three and a half in his last year with the Packers in 2018. I, I get Aaron Rodgers wanting to have a say in a lot of things when it comes to the Packers and what he's done for that franchise, but 35-year-old Clay Matthews ain't it. Aaron Rodgers is my ding-dong of the week. Well, I mean, he, does, he could be a role player at this point in time, but he's a, a Packer legend. And only difference is, I'm going to give you an analogy, is that he's he's been out two years. Yeah. What's the difference, though? Just focus on this. What's the difference in what Aaron Rodgers did? It's not as exactly the player. What he did about getting a player to what A.J. Brown did to get Julio Jones. Just imagine that Clay Matthews still can play and hasn't missed two years. What is the difference between what they did? Uh, oh, no, absolutely. Okay. Totally agree. Okay. Uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers should have a say in these things. Like all of his gripes that he had that he unleashed in his press conference when he finally came back to camp – you know, I, I didn't have many issues with any of those. He's been in that building longer than almost any GM or administrative personnel. Coach. Well, he should have an opinion. That, and, that's yeah, it. Absolutely. But Especially if it I, I don't know. Him. I don't know that Clay Matthews can help the Packers win games. Right. That, that's, at this point. Yeah. So I guess, maybe he was talking about the way that they went out. He referenced certain guys, and yeah. Matthews was one of them, yeah. and that they should have, you know, even if they were going to offer him a minimum salary, they didn't even offer him anything. Uh, that's what he was talking about. Because you get to a point where, you know, now you're not going to make the big money, but you're a legend with this organization. Should we bring him out for a nice little sayonara if he's good enough to continue in a role that he's happy with? Now, you're not going to be the starter. You went from making, you know, let's say $15 million to now you're making a million, and you're going to be, you know, a role player for us. Are you cool with that? Because you're also one of our leaders, and we like what you do in our locker room. And we love to continue to have you there. And that's kind of interesting because I always felt like at certain times, organizations must make this shift and all GMs run from it. There is no communication at all. Uh, and maybe unless you're the quarterback, everybody else is kind of treated the same, which is, is always kind of interesting to me because you have a great player who's now at the end. Uh, I, I think I think they deserve to have that option if they want to take it, if they if they can still play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting if they would. I don't think they would go Not through saying Clay it. Matthews is the guy after missing two seasons. Yeah, but. hadn't played since 2019, but I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, just don't don't go too far with the personnel stuff and the decisions yeah. and uh, pushing well, to sign agree. this guy and this guy and this guy. Especially on social media, maybe behind the scenes. But, yeah. Well, I probably, uh, you know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy, but I, I'm kind of with you on this one, though. It just it, How far does it go? Uh, and I don't, I don't want... You you said you didn't want to have this played out over social media. Well, that's what you just did. Yeah, that's true. That's what you just did. I mean, the Titans have needed a pass rusher more than maybe anybody in this league for the last two years. And the Clay Titans... Matthews was flirting with the Titans <laughs> exactly. on, on social media yeah, last year, it... like thirsty to get here. And they were like, "Sorry, man." <laughs> even going, they said, "No thanks." We're going to roll with Derek. You Roberson. know what they did? They said, "Oh no, that, <laughs> that that shows you're desperate." So we can just take our time. And if we need you in desperate desperate times, we will contact you. But other than that, nah. 
And and I know they got <laughs> scouts and they got access to film that I don't have, but I was like, hey, man, it can't get any worse. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like, hey, man, that's a body. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he at least well, a flyer. I mean, <laughs> was, I mean, like halfway through the season, hey. Fly him in. Let's yeah. put him out Let, there. Let's see if his blonde locks can get to running. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they get to flowing out there. I mean, maybe he looked like Thor and play like Thor for six games. Man, I would have been him all a chance. In. Yeah, man, he would have got a sack. I would have been jumping up for joy. Because who was the dude they put in who had been on the Texans with Brable and he didn't play till the end of the year and he had like a sack in the last game. They had a sack in the playoff game. I can't even remember the dude's name. Oh, uh, was it Brooks Reed? Brooks Reed. Well, Brooks Reed's got the locks. Oh yeah, he yeah, he's got he, the he, long blonde. He, he, he was trying to copy Clay Matthews. <laughs> but that dude, I mean, <laughs> he got in the league. I mean, he, he had like two sacks in two games. He, he's into his well into his thirties too. Brooks yeah. Reed. Yeah, but he wasn't Clay Matthews though. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna roll the dice with that cat? I would have been like Clay, man. Let's get you in. Get you to the hairdresser. See how the hair looks. But roll you out here. Coached him though. Didn't he? Brooks Reed, yes. yes. And it's the he, same thing with the difference. Same thing with John Simon. Yeah. coached him twice. Yeah. You know coached, the system. You know, I mean. He coached the other 99. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to finish up our Ding Dong of the Week segment. We'll do that when we come back. We'll have Blaine's Ding Dong. We'll have my Ding Dong. And uh, got a couple of Ding Dongs, one in the chat. We got one on Twitter. We'll share all the ding-dongs next. And uh, you still got time to call Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline if you've got a ding-dong of the week, 615-737-1045. It's Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, Ding Dong of the Week, brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. You can always jump in the discussion with that. We heard Lucas's. He's handing his out to Aaron Rodgers, who continues to try to make some personnel decisions. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I I got a couple Ding Dongs. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fudge says, uh, I want to give my Ding Dong of the Week to Indianapolis Motor, your hometown Motor Speedway, Indianapolis Motor Speedway for putting a speed bump in turns five and six at the road course this past weekend that pretty much ended up being a ramp to launch cars into traffic. Cup cars and Indy cars went airborne. Uh, yeah, that did make that race very interesting, Fudge. Thank you for sharing. Good one. Oh, man, I didn't know that. He gave his ding-dong. All right, Lonzo and I have the same one, so that's a two-for-one ding-dong. Oh. But you're a one-for-two ding-dong. You're one guy with two ding-dongs, so let's hear what you got. Well, first, let's uh, yeah, first let's start with this, this referee and this taunting call. In the in the Colts game, okay. Well, that's that, that, that might be mine. So go ahead. Horrible when the the running back is running and pulling everybody else. His linemen are pushing him. Then he gets up after he, you know drives him for about fifteen yards or whatever, and just kind of flexes. Ah, yeah, baby. Flag. I thought I was watching the game. I'm like, I know they didn't call that on him. Right. Was there holding behind the play or right, something? Right. I'm like, right. oh man, somebody hit the pile late or something. No, no. taunting. I remember I asked, where is the line? That there is a referee taking it literally too far. Yep. Too far. There was nothing about that play that was taunting at all. And I, I'd love for the description of why he thought that was taunting because he flexed. Well, I can't wait till somebody gets up and goes first down on somebody. That's a that's way worse than this guy flexing and just standing up and like, yeah, he wasn't anybody's face or anything. Nobody was around him. Didn't affect anything. So, I don't know, you know, as we all know, in the preseasons, they like to overemphasize rule changes and go overboard in those preseason games. 
and settle down once the regular season just to get their point across. But that one there was, I thought it was egregious. And I think the referee should get fined. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. When they make a ding-dong play call, they should get ding-donged in their pocket. Ding the pocket, bill. Yeah, (laughs) ding-dong. All right, and and then my second one is for – it was at the Rams game, and this this fight broke out, but this lady threw the drink that really ignited it all. And then she turns her back and walks away or goes away from it and, and gets and the guy just turns around and just starts swinging because he thought the people who were arguing with him were the people who actually threw the, the drink. I mean, I don't know how many times we're going to see fans in the stands having haymakers going on, but it, it looked really, really bad. And that, that this needs to stop. And this is what happens when you have, uh, you know, beverages going on all over the place uh, that are not just uh, social beverages. Uh, so alcohol. So that that there, man, something something's going to happen really bad. And I just uh, hope hopefully we can get this contained. There was no police really around. I'm sure it can happen easily at any of these stadiums. But, man, come on, people. Let's get a grip. Really? Really? Let, let's have a fight in the stand. Yeah, at a ball game. Yeah, so basically it was uh what was uh when the, what do they call it the, the the brawl uh uh at the palace? Malice. Yeah, the malice at the palace. Yes. When the Pacers uh, Ron Artest runs up in the stands and fights with the fans. That's so, a retroactive ding dong to him. So this is fans on fan crime. Yeah, that one there. That those are my two. You can take them to the bank. Ding dong. This was in Los Angeles? Yes. L.A. Rams. Did you? I, I didn't know this until last week. I'm dead serious. I'm Don't that. do not say you didn't know the difference. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I knew that. Oh. Did you know that it's just a stadium with the top over it? It's not a dome. Oh no, I did not. I I, I was last week years old when I found that last out. Last week, <laughs> that, <laughs> you was a week old. <laughs> and 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 then I I googled it. I looked at 15 pictures this weekend. It is not a real – so it's the a, wind can get in there? Yes. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't know that. It's no. a stadium with a tarp built over it, but it's not a tarp. It's like a hard – it's a stadium with a top over it. It's not enclosed. Oh, so, uh-oh, I, you just gave me an idea. The Titans can expand their stadium and just put a tarp over the top. And that's all they did. They can have a, a Super Bowl. We got enough hotels. Yep. We have indoor uh, things going on. The, the Garth Brooks wouldn't have been canceled. No. All of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tarp. That's easy. I think, you know, we just think of a tarp like you put over your car. I'm sure that's a, just a huge one over the top of the stadium and just expand it. We could drive in any direction about 40 minutes mm-hmm. into the country. Any farmer could rig. They just tarp it up. No yeah. problem. Oh, I'm all in now. It, yeah. Let's get that thing. Tarp it up. It is hashtag tarp it up. <laughs> it's a, did you know this, Lucas? No what? It, it, I know he's in there. Okay, thank Oh, he's okay. Joe Hunk is like, I'll take yeah, the one for here. him. We I was talking to him. Engineering here. Okay, Joe to get Hunk is in out. here too. Get your butt up to the microphone, oh. Joe Hunk. Oh, but you can't listen while while you do other stuff. Well, you I got two you. ears, one to listen to Hunk and one with us, but we see how that's going. Okay, you no, both of you answer t- this t- question t- honestly. Did you know that the stadium in Los Angeles is an open air stadium with just a thing over it? It's not a dome. Did you know that? I yes, so far, yeah. Oh you didn't know that. Yeah. You heard me say it. No, I swear to God, like the, it's it's like the openings are like around the the top thing, right? Like it's not completely covered. There's like a roof, but there's like windows. Wind can get through. <laughs> wind can get through. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you can feel a nice breeze. Like it's a, it's kind of an, it's like a open air dome hybrid. Kind of. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't either till last week. All right. Did Hunk know this? Cause I'm, I've, He's saying no. Okay. He made a lot of faces <laughs> he thought about and hand signaled me, so I, I didn't <laughs> know what any of that emotions. meant. Okay. Well, I didn't know if he was telling me to bunt or what or if somebody had broken <laughs> wind in there by the look on his face. All right. My ding-dong is the same as yours, and I know we got to get out of here. Because 3HL's next and what? They're at the stadium, right? So if you're going to the Titans game tonight, you can say hey to 3 So you don't have another one? No. My, well, mine was the official in uh, the NFL. Oh, well, I got to add another one. You got three ding-dongs? I, I, yeah. See a doctor that, about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I do need to see a doctor, but... I know Lucas went to Tennessee. I know everybody want to hear all this great, happy, oh, we're doing okay. We're doing great. We're going to win a national championship. What? Get a grip. We should be working towards getting there, but we are not there yet. So to say, oh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to try to get a national championship. First of all, let's have talk about this um uh, this violations is, first? This is a drive-by ding-dong. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it, what happened? I, I love the positivity, but like, look, let's, let's taper that down a little bit and say, hey, first of all, we got to get settled back in here with a new coach, new staff, and then we'll kind of see where we're at after this first year. But guess what? Our goal is always to be a national champion. See how that sounds? How hire me right now as an AD. Thank you. We're both available. Mic drop. We're both available. 3HL's next. Your future ADs right here. And as always, happy Monday! Peace! Peace!